day. Okay, Claire, do you want to hit record and we'll start with the, the regular part of the meeting? Okay. So today is August 23rd, 2020, and we are going to be studying from the big book. We are going to start on page 17 at the beginning of the chapter, There's a Solution. And we're going to read through page 19, the bottom paragraph of necessity. There will be discussion, which ends on page 20. Our reader for today is Jeff H. from Iowa. And our speaker for today will be Santa H. from New Jersey. Thank you very much, Jeff. If you can unmute yourself and read. Yeah, good morning, everybody. My name is Jeff Harpin. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, this is There is a Solution, Chapter 2. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. We are average Americans. All sections of this country and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship of friendliness and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of the ship passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never hold us together as we are now joined. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Uh, an illness of this sort, and we have come to believe it an illness, involves those about us in a way no other human sickness can. If a person has cancer, all are sorry for him and no one is angry or hurt, but not so with the alcoholic illness, for with it there goes annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. It engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. We hope this volume will inform and comfort those who are or may be affected. There are many. Highly competent psychiatrists who have dealt with us have found it sometimes impossible to persuade an alcoholic to discuss his situation without reserve. Strangely enough, wives, parents, and intimate friends usually find us even more unapproachable than do the psychiatrist and the doctor. Here's some squiggly writing, so it's important. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. That the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he is talking about, that his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with the real answer, 
that he has no holier-than-thou attitude, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no uh, fees to pay, no axes to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. Uh, None of us make a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend uh, much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. If we keep on the way we are going, there is little doubt that much good will result but the surface of the problem would hardly be scratched. Those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by, hundreds are dropping into oblivion. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. Many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. How then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. Uh, We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. This This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem. Of necessity, there will have to be discussion of matters medical, psychiatric, social, and religious. We are aware that these matters are, from their very nature, controversial. Nothing would please us so much as to write a book which would, uh, which would contain no basis for contention or argument. We, should, we shall do our utmost to achieve that ideal. Most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and a respect for their opinions um, And respect for their opinions, uh, our attitudes, which make us more useful to others. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. Thank you so much, Jeff, for reading. And now Sansa H. from New Jersey is going to share for approximately 20 minutes and help teach us and share her experience on these pages. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, everyone. Hi, my name is Santa H., a grateful compulsive overeater, living in a solution one day at a time. Um, I am grateful to be able to share on the first portion of this chapter because it gives me so much hope to know that there is a solution and there is only one solution that this book gives me. And um, I also like the fact that it begins with the we, uh, we oftentimes at the beginning of these chapters um, is in italics and it cost them extra money to put things in italics. So they were very careful where they put it at. So this we stands out strongly and it reminds me that this is a we program, not a me program. And I depend on the we to help me every day to live in 10, 11, and 12. 
So they go in here and they says that, you know, they, they, they're talking about thousands of men and women, not just a handful, but many, many, many women and men who were hopeless, um, they have recovered. Um, they have solved the drink problem. And I like to say, not to try to change to distort what the book says, but when I read they solved the drink problem, I like to say their higher power did. And that's what this book is all about for me, is to connect me to a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. So, um, so the problem has been solved uh, one day at a time for me. And it's, and it's with the work of doing these, these 12 steps, living in 10, 11, and 12, but, um, but it's all done through my higher power. What a gift it is to be abstinent. And so when it goes on and says that we are people who normally would not mix, I agree with that. There's so many wonderful people that I have met from all over the world that I would not have met if it wasn't for this program. And I like where it says too, we are like passengers um, on a great, um, where it says, but there exists a fellowship among us, a friendliness and with an understanding in which is describably, indescribably wonderful. And I can say that I, I have, I am closer to people in the fellowship than I am to my own family. Um, and for me, I didn't appreciate the fellowship until I got involved in the fellowship, until I really immersed myself and got into the, the herd, in the middle of the herd, and rely now today on my fellows um, through working this program and living in 10, 11, and 12. So, you know, they said like passengers on a great liner in moments after the rescue of a shipwreck, when camaraderie and joyness and democracy pervade the vessel's storage from storage to captain table. Someone shared with me, and I thought this was a great analogy of how I can relate this to today. Uh, we all know about the Twin tire, Tower when it came down. And knowing that New York is a place where people just look forward, everybody minds their own business. But when the, when the tower fell down, doing that difficult time, that painful time, people started coming together and helping one another. And that's what this reminds me of. All walks of life got together and helping each other. You know, and we have escaped this disaster. But what binds us together, like it says here, um, feeling of, of having share a common peril is one element that in the parable submit that binds us. And that's what bound, bound the people during the um, World Trade 9-11 um, incident. And they all came together to support and help one another. And this is what has happened to me. But the next paragraph, it says the tremendous fact that every one of us who have discovered a common solution, uh, there is one solution that we all can agree on. And we'll find out more as we go through this book. Um, and the chapter here will tell us what the solution is as well. Uh, we have a way out. We absolutely can absolutely agree on. And we all agree on that one solution upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. So it's the, it's the traditions that bind us. It's the traditions that hold us together, uh, especially for me, principled 
um, not personality tradition. And what, what we come together is through the traditions, I can see the brotherly and harmonious action. This is a program of action. This is, we're not together, I'm not, I am not together um, oftentimes um, for anything other than to work these steps. And I lean on my higher, I lean on my fellows along with my higher power to keep me growing in 10, 11, and 12. You know, whether it's on a meeting, I'm connecting with others, whether I'm doing a 10 step and connect with others, it's all about the actions. It's all about doing the work in this book. And that's what binds us together. That's what binds me together with my fellows. Um, and on the next page, where it talks about, you know, we learned in a doctor's opinion that we have an illness. And finding out that I had an illness was very comforting for me, uh, knowing that there was something wrong with me. But it is not like having cancer. You know, it says here, uh, a person who has, per if a person has cancer, all are sorry for him and no one is angry or hurt. But, but not so with the alcoholic illness, for, for with it goes, annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. And that would happen to me. Um, I knew I had an illness, but people who does not have this disease, I found from my experience, do not understand that I have an illness. It does not make any sense for them. It's something they have to experience in order to understand. And I can relate that my personal life is having mental illness. Um, I feel that when I talk to people who have mental illness, they can relate and understand what I go through and what I have experienced and, and, and can relate to how this program has helped me, uh, especially those who are in the rooms that have the same conditions, symptoms that I have. And so it's the same way with being a compulsive overeater. You all understand, you all get me. So I no longer discuss that with people outside the program because it just creates a lot of misunderstanding. But I know I can come in here and discuss with you all and you all understand me. And that is so comforting, you know. And I know when I was in my disease, I, I, I annihilated people. I, um, I was very um, demanding, um, had a lot of resentment, um, financial insecurity. I could barely make a living. I was depending on my family to help me live. Um, but I always had enough money for my bench foods. Um, um, you know, they would hide it from me, you know, the food. Um, they became unhappy with me, disgusted because of my attitude. My, you know, the, when I'm in the food, I am not a lovely creature. I am not friendly. I am very self-centered. And I don't want to help anybody. And it's all about me when I'm in my disease. And so that pushes people away. Um, for me, I had a hard time keeping a job because of my, my disease. At that time, I didn't know it was a disease, but combined with my mental illness too, I had a double whammy there. Um, you know, and it says sad wives and parents, you know, can increase the list. I know my marriage was miserable and I can contribute to part of that was me being a compulsive overeater. And at that time, didn't know I had an illness. When I came in this program, um, oh, happy day that I knew that I had an illness and there was a solution and I could do something about it today. Um, and then it goes on to say here, uh, which is so important to me is where it says ex-problem drinker, 
to me, that's a recovered person who had found a solution and properly armed with facts about themselves. They know themselves. They know the experience of what they've gone through and what the disease has done to them and then have made the transformation. That was striking to me. When I found that guy that had this, um, or actually when I went on a meeting and found lots of people that had this uh, disease like me and saw that and heard in their voice the, the camaraderie, the, the love, um, it, 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 it persuaded me to see that, you know, hey, these people got something here. And so it persuaded me to eventually um, get, a, get a guide and, and work these steps and, um, and have my own spiritual awakening um, in this program. But what I love a lot is, is down at the bottom, I, I have this on an index card. I, used to, I had it hung up on my wall for five years. Now I have that index card, put it with my affirmations. I read affirmations two or three times a day. I read them when I'm eating my, my meals. And where it says here that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing what, whatever, except his sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no dues, no fees, to pay, no acts to grind, no people to please, no lecture to endure. These are the conditions we found most effective. To me, this reminds me what an ideal guide is like, or some people say a sponsor. You know, and I strive to be this every day. I strive when I'm working with others. Um, what does tradition say? You know, there's no money involved in this here. But I, I cheerfully, willful, I'm cheerfully love to give my service away and be of service to others because it helps me too, as well as help them to, um, to progress in their program and keep me recovered one day at a time. Um, but I love the fact where it says no acts to grind, no people to please, no lecture and to endure. And I, try, and I work really hard at being that kind of sponsor today where I don't lecture. I don't push anyone to do, to do this work. It's here if you want it. And if you don't want it, and if it's not for you right now or not for you at all, I, I do not persuade people today. And, you know, there's no big eyes and little U's where it says holier than thou. Um, I let the person know I'm just another postal reader just like you. And all I have to give to you is my experience, strength, and hope. And I have found it to be most effective. And I have found that people have went through this process and had their own spiritual experiences by me not playing higher power in other people's lives. And for me, um, not getting upset when people don't do the work, it doesn't bother me anymore. But it took a lot of experience, experience of sponsoring to get me to where I am today. And it's just, I just have great protégés, um, just great. And I think it's because I follow these principles. And um, on the next page, it says, we don't make, none of us make this a sole vocation of this work. I am in a situation, gratefully, that I can devote a lot of time to doing the work. I give a lot of service. I sponsor a lot of people. Um, I mean, guide a lot of people through the process. But the thing is here that is something to remember. It says, we feel the elimination of drinking is, just, is, is a beginning, but a beginning. And we are still on step one. We'll be on step one for a few more chapters. And I find for me that, you know, I let people know that just putting a drink down, submitting your foods every day or committing your apps and however they choose to do it is not enough. We have to get in here and work these steps like our hair is on fire. 
and that's what's going to arrest the disease one day at a time. People I find who do the work and do it in a in a timely fashion are the ones who don't pick up. Is those who take their time and do a little bit here and there, take them two weeks to do an assignment. And again, I don't preach. I let them be. And sure enough, history has shown those are the ones who always end up, most of the time, end up picking up. And they wonder why. Um, you know, I see around me people dropping by the hundreds um, in oblivion every day. I hear stories I can read in the news how this disease is taking people out. I know people personally who have been taken out because of this disease. Um, so one that I know personally was obese, the other one wasn't. Um, but their eating habits was, was like me. And one of them were and was an OA. And she just could not surrender. And she ended up dying of, of, of a health complication. She was very young. Uh, we were both the same age, 49 back then. And it was heartbreaking to see her, her um, pass away because she was the one who first told me about OA. And she was the one, she gave me all of her books and said she was done. And that's when things went down for her. And it's sad to say, but there are people that, you know, if only if they knew, um, like it says here, many will recover. They had the opportunity we have enjoyed. And I didn't know what I was enjoying until I got on the other side. Going through the process, I didn't see it. I just had to trust the process, trust my guide. But once I got on the other side, I was able to see the, the joy on the camaraderie, the brotherly um, actions that, are, that happens in this program for me day in and day out. And it goes on to say that we shall bring our combined experience and knowledge and, and it should suggest a useful program to anyone concerned with the drinking problem. And it does. This book does. It's simple, but not easy. But as long as I do this work every single day, I have no compulsions to eat at all. I have no desire to eat my binge foods. It doesn't call me today. I have no food thoughts as long as I'm working my program, but I only have a daily reprieve for 24 hours. And this is another one that I have highlighted um, that I have on an affirmation card, where it says most of us sense that a real tolerance for other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and respect of their opinions are the attitude which makes us useful to others. And so I have that on an index card too. I had it on my wall for five years as well. Um, where I meditate, and, and I used to meditate on these, these here too. And, um, you know, today I really believe that I, I you know, I, I have real tolerance today. It takes the 10 steps sometimes to get there, <laughs> you know, as I branch out and meeting different people, especially fellows in program from all the service that I'm doing. But, um, boy, that 10... 11, 12 is, is what's helping me to have real tolerance for other people and their viewpoints and respect for their opinions. And that's a wonderful, wonderful way to live and has brought me so much humility. And it says um, over on page 20, uh, wrapping it up, it says our very lives as ex-proper drinkers depend upon our constant thoughts of others and how we may, ha how we may help meet their needs. So you know, I love in my um, resentment prayer, 
it says um, in there, um, how can I be helpful to whoever the person is? And sometimes I'm like, higher power, I got to really stretch how I can be helpful. But I find for me that the experiences, the opportunities just show up and the door opens and I can just walk right in there and see how I can be helpful. And I'm going through that experience now. I, you know, I just started a new meeting with, with the partner and we're having personality conflicts and I just finding opportunities where I can be of service to him, how I can be helpful, how I can stay aligned with my higher power and do what my higher power wants me to do in this meeting and realize that it's not all about me. And so, you know, the ex-problem drinker is those of us who recovered. Um, we have to, our constant thoughts have to be on how we can help others and meet their needs. And I do that every single day. And I find that it's a joy and a privilege to be of service to those who are in the foods, out the food, those who are recovered, those that I do service with. And um, it's helping me to grow and be a better person. And with that, I pass. Thank you all for listening.